end of the holidays and brand new 2022 first episode of 2022 congratulations yeah everybody. we made it to 2022 oh, yeah. hey. great job Woo! i saw a tweet recently and it was like oh terrible <laughs> i like how people just get mad at years instead of like doing stuff <laughs> okay, what do like, you, mean? you know what 2020 sucked and like the next year is going to be better but you're just getting mad at a, a number a year, a year yeah. when yeah. instead of hey why don't you look at the issues that happened and try and make some change no no <laughs> i'm gonna be mad at that year so i thought that was this year funny. was bad to me <laughs> no nope. and i'm mad at it uh, yeah am i wrong to me no no it's the time that is wrong <laughs> Man, I don't know. I, I it's I, I feel like um and now full disclosure, you know, a bit of a frustrating day in in Ontario today. Why would happen? Uh well, you know, in in uh in the um aftermath of a fifty thousand person showing at a Minnesota Wild game, uh <laughs> Ontario is back into lockdown. Now we're not gonna go into rants about about why or what or how locking things down doesn't really slow the spread and that's been proven. It's not really what's important. Uh, what's important is we continue to do a fun show. Mm -hmm. uh, we are in no way ever going to tell you not to get your vaccine to or to diminish the seriousness of the virus or any of those things because, frankly, that's uh, this is what we believe. Uh, yeah. We believe that you should get your vaccine, and we believe it is a serious virus, and we also can believe at the same time that the people in charge in our particular neck of the woods doing the best job well, is that fair I, I believe in caution but not too much caution like i'm yeah. i'm boosted but i'm gonna kiss adam on the mouth whoa that's throwing caution to the wind baby oh it's yeah sexy i don't know it's, it's kind of it's a cold day jesse you want some <laughs> mm -hmm. it's a bit of a joke that a person like doug ford is allowed to make decisions that affect people's lives well, we oh, voted for him. Here we go. There's no, I going. Here's the I whole show. Didn't. 90 minutes. Who did you vote for? Let's go. What I would like to show you, what I would like to show you is this. Okay. So this is from, this is the, the, the show that uh, interrupted our holiday break, but I was happy to do it because Bob oh. McKenzie came on Agent Provocateur. Now, Bob and Alan. What a good show. Both told stories about how over the course of their careers, uh, they'd been punched in the face. And I want to play for you now. Alan Walsh's story about how Alan Walsh got punched in the face. And we will get to Bob in later. just a minute. So when you're ready to go, Jess. One of the first areas going to on a regular basis was Czech Republic. And at the time that I started recruiting there, there were really only two agents working in the entire country. They sort of had a gentleman's agreement not to start recruiting players until 17. And I went in and I signed a bunch of the top 16 year olds and they both got really, really mad at me. So I'm at the under 18 world championships in Fusen, Germany in April of uh, 1998. And it's the big Czech versus Slovakia game sitting on the aisle. This agent from Czech Republic comes down the stairs and he sucker punches me. He was kind enough to bring a translator with him who was screaming at me in English because this guy was screaming at me in Czech. Don't you ever come back to Czech Republic again. I'm going to have you killed. So I start thinking as a former Imagine, prosecutor, just, just, uh, just fight the guy in an arena. All right. 
I, I'm going to have you killed through a translator is, is an all-timer. Wham! Da -da 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 -da. He's very mad at you! Yeah. <laughs> that's the part that's missing from the story. I was walking my dog and I burst out laughing in public listening to this, which is illegal now. Thank God I did it a couple days ago. Yep. But just the visual of getting punched in the face. Da -da -da -da. I'm going to kill you! <laughs> Anyway, Jesse, sorry. Continue. Sorry. Continue. It was in Germany. I went down the stairs. I found an <laughs> arena manager. I explained to him what happened, and he called the police. And a bunch of German police officers show up, sit down, and they said to me, do you want to press charges? I said, absolutely. And he said, okay, we've got it from here. And during play in the second period, six officers went running up the stairs grabbed this guy, dragged him down the stairs, picked him up, ran him out. There was a paddy wagon that was open and threw him in there. And then you hear the siren going. He was actually sitting at the time that the police came for him with a bunch of the Czech parents of the players who were on the ice. One of the parents was the mom and dad of Martin Havlad, who had a big meeting arranged with this agent at the end of the game. Wow. And Mrs. Havlad told me later when they saw all this happen, she told her husband, there is no way we're meeting with this person and there's no way we're going to have this person represent us. And Martin ended up signing with me and, and, and is one of my closest friends. And I represented him for his entire career. I love that episode of How I Met Your Havlad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey. that, that was he got Martin Havlat because some dude sucker punched him right? at a game in Germany. That punch, think of how many millions of dollars that punch cost that agent. Because oh it's not God. just Martin Havlat, it's all the people that sign with that agent because Martin Havlat's the agent. Or that's Martin Havlat's agent. Oh yeah, we could probably find out who Havlat played with at that tournament. Like that's that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And that's not even the first punch story told on that yeah. episode. Yeah. That one's in response to a story that Mackenzie tells. So Bob McKenzie, we won't tell you that story because I don't want to give I, away I, the whole thing. Yeah, no, but there's it's some... a story I didn't know was true. I thought it was an urban legend. Yeah, Bob McKenzie, who by the way is such a great guest. Yes. Um, uh, Bob McKenzie was punched in the face by uh, a Hall of Famer that you would know, a legend, and and unfairly so. And it's a really interesting story. And you know what's interesting about the way Bob tells the story? He's just matter of fact. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, this oh, is yeah. what happened. And you're like. You're telling me the story about how you got punched. I and 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 he's just yeah. Well, you know, I could honestly life and do, hockey. <laughs> I could do a reaction episode to that episode. Oh, I'm I, glad you liked it. I I really like. It's amazing to me that there were at least two different moments during that episode where Bob McKenzie was recounting not being hockey enough for hockey people. <laughs> right. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. That's how. Honestly, it makes me feel a little bit better. Oh, it's I, how, how deep have you the rabbit that? hole goes. Oh, a thousand times. At least he played for God's sake. Like, oh my God. It it that's how deep, deep the the hockey man lore goes. Bob McKenzie's not hockey man enough for some people. That's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Yep. Really good episode. You gotta listen. Absolutely you do. Um, are, you, are you allowed to say who you're having on next episode? No. You're not? No, but it's a big one. This it's week's guest is a big guest. One. Jesse, would you say this week's guest qualifies as a big guest? Oh yeah, for sure. Could I would say, um, I would say it's the biggest guest. I don't know. Biggest guest. 
It's hard a, to know, hard to quantify that, yeah. but it doesn't matter. Yes. Metric. So let's yes. do the top 50 guests <laughs> we've ever had. Let's get Igor Aronko on. The That's line. right, 100%. I, I wonder if Igor Aronko ever heard that BS list. Probably. There's no way. No. This guy's butchering my list. Um, <laughs> hey, so we're going to start with the good news, which is the Leafs uh, played their first game in 17 days a few days ago. And did it, they? It was they did played. Did they play a game, or was it more like a scrimmage? Uh, Ottawa, who's Man. bad, looked bad. <laughs> yeah, they uh, never really found it, eh? No, like the first period was sloppy, and even when the Leafs were outplaying them, I'm like, they're not outplaying them well. It's they're the least bad here. Mm-hmm. Like I, I obviously expected a sloppy hockey game, but the Sens never found it. And you feel bad for Matt Murray. Horrible. He was the best Sen. He was very good. It was okay. It was like him and Connor Brown. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No one had a, I, who I had did, a good game. No I did one. love when they were they were just they were just trying to find something good to say about the Sens. So they uh, they it was almost like refs balancing calls. They were trying to balance highlights, and and they're like, here's Brady Kachuk talking to the refs. Yeah, that shows yeah. maturity. I'm like, or he's just doing his job. Well, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like, he's trying yeah. to get the guys going by he needs talking he, to the he's refs. the one who needs to stand up and get get the guys motivated to get back into this hockey and look at him do his job. And then the Leafs took the next penalty and they were like, see, and I'm like, well, I don't know, man. It's a pretty blatant cross check. Like, Morgan Riley shouldn't have done that. Like, yeah. yeah. Cross checking him in the face. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, it's funny, you know, I, I think uh, it was great to see everybody back. It's great to see like everybody playing Mikheyev mm-hmm. two goals. It was the. Literally, it's and another horrible thing for the Sens. It's literally the healthiest Leafs forward group they've had all season. All season long. <laughs> it They were missing their shutdown pair, which hurts. But yeah, it's the healthiest. Justin Hall scoring a goal? Yes! With two globs of goss up his nose? Because he got kicked in the face mm-hmm. by uh, his own teammate. Spezza <laughs> seemed a little uh, antsy to go. Yeah, you know he seemed like he was everywhere because yeah. after his suspension, he's finally back on the ice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Steve you used to say that about David Clarkson, where he would just be. He, oh man, he would do so much. He would be out there do, trying to do stuff, and nothing would happen. But he was just like, ah! it's like Leo going to daycare. Yeah, it's, it's Clarkson. Out. Clarkson would push so much that he would pull. Like it was just not helpful for anyone no. except for the other team. Yeah, so I, I think at the end of the day, obviously, if you're Ottawa, you're not taking too much from that game. Two weeks no, off. No. They had, been, they had been 14 games since, or 14 days since a game. And also, frankly, um, they're just not very good. And, and they haven't been very good. No. And um, I do think there's reason for concern. And I know that we haven't talked about this enough. But, you know, at the beginning of the season, their management did say the rebuild's over. The rebuild's not over. We now no. know that the rebuild's not over. Mm-hmm. Three months in, we know the rebuild's not over. And we haven't even gotten a full three months because, you know, we lost half a month in there. So two and a half months in, we know the rebuild's not over. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you got to go selling players, but you're, you are going to have to buy. You are going to have to make some improvements. The thing with this Ottawa team is they haven't been, they've been misfiring all year. It's kind of hard to know where to start. Yeah, it's, well, goaltending was a huge issue and then they sort of solved it, but they're just, the depth is not there. Mm-hmm. And they got bit by the COVID bug worse than most teams early on. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just derailed the season. So, I mean, you're not making the playoffs. You're not. Um, there was a game between the Red Wings and Bruins yesterday that mattered. 
Yeah. <laughs> it actually mattered. Yeah, how about that? It had playoff implications. I think the Bruins kicked the Red Wings out of a spot. Yep. And the Red Wings could potentially take it back. So it's a really competitive division. The Sens, just for the rest of the season, need to prove to everybody that they're there. To me, it's not well, about playoff That's contention. what they did last year. Yes. We... All, all of us, we were like, okay, they're this, not making the playoffs, yeah. but they're there. They're 100%. there, and there are no easy games against the Ottawa Senators. Um, I mean, the thing with them last year is, they, at very least, they scored. Yep. Every game was going to be 6-5, including the ones where they were down 5-1. Um, but no, they're awful. Yeah, when Pierre Dorian said that, like, I didn't disagree wholly because their core seems to be set up. They have, they have five guys that I think will be there throughout like the next decade in Ottawa. Who? And it's it's Kachuk, oh, yeah. Batherson, Stutzla, Shabbat, and Brandstrom. That's a Brandstrom, I, think, I don't a DJ Smith doesn't like Brandstrom. Yeah. I don't man. think Brandstrom I like Brandstrom. I don't mm. think I don't I honestly yeah. don't think DJ Smith does, like likes him at all. Like I think they're gonna they're playing him, I yeah. think they're to dump him. I don't think Batherson is quite good enough to be part of the core. He's a good player. He's a really good player. And he I signed would, forever. Yeah, I would put uh, Josh Norris in there. But I think, isn't Norris out? Yeah, Norris isn't in the lineup right yeah, now. Yeah, like they... So. Oh. But I, there's a core. That, like, if you put Norris into that group that's up to six guys, if you drop uh, if you drop Brandstrom, then it's down to five again. But mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a skeleton. There's a structure there. Yeah. And everything just needs to be built around it. And Pierre Doran thought he had put the pieces around these guys yep. to get it done. And that's just not the case. So... Take another off season. It's clearly not there yet, and I don't even think it'll be next year. But if they just keep building a core, uh, a structure around the core, there's something there. No one should be playing half an hour a night, and that's no. what Shabbat has to do. <laughs> like they need another defenseman, like four. But still. Or yeah, four, I, yeah, I feel like. Um, yeah. I think the other thing that they need to find is like a truly elite score. They need to have one person who you could who are like is like money to put in the net 35 times a year. That should be Norris and Stutzla eventually. You think so? Yeah, one day. And Kachuk. I think. Kachuk's never had more than 45 points. Yeah, but it's, I don't know. I see it. I see it. I see Do you it see it? He needs Norris. He needs Norris, yeah. I think. You guys think Brady Kachuk is, is going to be. I'm talking, about elite, I'm talking about elite scoring, and you guys are going to tell me Brady Kachuk. This is the depth issue, right? Like, um, you know, you see the Leafs play games without Matthews or without Tavares or without Marner, and they're mm -hmm. still able to do it. Yeah. You see Tampa missing everybody, and they're. Like Cerberus, they freaking, you know, you cut off one head and two grow back. And the Sens are, you lose one guy and there's no one to replace him. Right. It's, it's a big, it's a big issue. Well, and, and that's fair, but I'm just thinking like, I, I, I just, I'm still not seeing the, um, the star power yet. And maybe no. it hasn't fully developed yet, but Brady Kachuk's the captain. Thomas Shabbat's in his fifth year. Like, well, and the other thing with Shabbat is like, He's on a good deal, but like you're paying him eight million dollars, and at some point you need to get like value out of that good contract by right. surrounding him with a good team. Yes, and agreed. They're not agreed. They're not. And uh, yeah, well, okay. So uh, again, like I said, not much to take away from. It was nice to see William Nylander get that disgusting breakaway goal. Very good. Which was how did he? How was he still standing when he when he did the little back turn? What? And he that? gathered the puck all in one motion in, oh. a, in a turnaround at center ice. It was unbelievable. He's disgusting. You know what? That. I so um, when I started dating Natalie, her her um, her brother in law and her dad were not Nylander people. Oh. Her brother in law, especially, not Nylander person. Are they both uncles? <laughs> they are both uncles. And 
Um, and so last year I was like, I'm, I guarantee you, I, and I said this, this is just privately. I'm like, if the Leafs win the cup, it's going to be Neil Lander who scores the winner. And of course <laughs> he has just a rip in playoffs, right? He was unbelievable. Five goals in seven games. Oh, it was amazing. My heart hurts. And then, and then, um, last. And so every time he scored, I was texting them. Yeah. Oh, that's Nylander again. Oh, that's there Nylander. Is. Oh, there, there he is. is. Oh, there he is carrying the team on his back. And then, and then finally, for the first time, I hear Natalie's brother-in-law on Saturday go, that's one of the most beautiful goals I've ever seen. Like, hey, you're cracking him. Nylander, he's like, he's like, Nylander's winning me over. I'm like, yes, he is. How is he not already? He's amazing. There's still that anti-Nylander crowd out there. I don't get it. Uh, don't he's pretty amazing. Uh, anyway, so it's nice to see that. When the hell do the Leafs play again? Do we know? Uh, Wednesday. I thought it was today. No, the today's postponed. Is it? So yeah, <laughs> stuff about that. <laughs> so the uh, it's directly from the broadcaster Sportsnet Ooh. that they would like some of the primetime Wednesday night hockey and Saturday night hockey to keep going, uh, despite the NHL hoping that they can postpone games until fans are allowed back in the building. Yeah, because every every game that the Toronto Maple Leafs play with no fans at home costs them three million dollars. It's three. Every I thought game, it was two. Every game that the Montreal Canadiens don't play with fans in the building costs them around $2.1 million. Oh. So they would rather just delay all these games until fans can be back. But Sportsnet has asked that we get some games on Wednesday and Saturday. So the Leafs game tonight is postponed, but they'll play again on Wednesday. Interesting. Yeah. When was this decision made? Uh, like last week? Oh, I didn't Christmas know that. Day. I honest well, to God, I, I thank don't God think it they said did, postponed on the site. We'll have something to talk about. Thank God. Yeah. Like, I'm glad. Great. Thanks. Thank you, Sportsnet. So you yeah. thought the game tonight was still going? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I yeah, literally no. moved Tuesday plans because I'm like, no, no, no. I can't get up that early because I got the game <laughs> to... I got the LFR to do when, mm -hmm. Monday night. Oh, dude. All right. You're cool. good. You're free. Yeah. All right. Take some time for yourself. Yeah. Enjoy, right. man. Now, cool. hey, the thing is, like, uh, we, we got to... <laughs> as I tweeted this morning, you got to focus on what you can control. Yeah. And what you can control is having a lighter schedule. Because don't worry, <laughs> we're going till probably late July now. No, we're not. No, 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 no. We're absolutely there's three not. weeks. There's three weeks where there's no games where they can insert all these. But games. I'm holding on. Here's the yeah, thing. I'm holding too. on. The, the idea. I'm not working July. The idea. I'm not. <laughs> the I'm not. You can't make. Me. Well, you are working July. July no, but I'm not. You July are working. One. Yeah, you no. are working. July fifteenth is when it was. Is when the season's like when. No, when, I think the last you, day the cup can be awarded is June thirtieth. Look yeah, it up. That's true. Is that actually true? Yep. Yeah. There's the draft and free agency that's in July, but that's fine. That's what I'm saying. You're going to work I'm that. not covering goddamn July games. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I served my time. That's done. They're going to squeeze it We've all served our time. We're they're not gonna doing it. They're going to squeeze it in. Yes. Yeah. They're going to squeeze it in. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm going to say. If the NHL is hoping that they can postpone games and that by postponing games, they're going to get people back into the stands in, in Toronto, Montreal faster, they're not. Both governments are just not going to, it's just not going to happen. I think it'll be three months before we even get close to half capacity again. So uh, it's just the way things work. I don't like it either. I'm just saying it's the way things work right now. So we may as well just play them. Can I throw something out there? Sure. I, coming out with those guesses for when we're going to be back to like half capacity or whatever. D don't do that. No? Don't do that. People don't need that. Okay. Yeah. I'm fine. Okay. And here's why. No one knows what the fuck is going on. That's very true. We were That's all true. doom scrolling last night, waiting for an announcement for an announcement that was scheduled for 10. I was And not. was then scheduled I for 11. I was not that. doing and that. And then, oh, why do you do that to yourself? <laughs> okay, you know why? Because my ecosystem contains a lot of teachers. Oh, okay. yeah. Wanting to know what the fuck is happening. Uh, I, yeah. Can I ask one more question about the game? Yeah. So it pertains to... Is it to Monday? 
<laughs> no, still no. Okay, sorry. It pertains to your LFR, and Adam, I want to know if you agree with this. All right, Steve, more or less, said that Ilya Mikheyev is the fastest skater in the NHL. Mm-hmm. He's he's top dozen. Formington is the fastest, isn't he? Formington and McDavid. Mm-hmm. No, Barzal. Faster than McDavid. No, Barzal so won the fastest skater competition in wow. St. Louis. McDavid finished second. Barzal won, but. I don't think fastest skater is adequate. It should be fastest skater with a puck. It's there. No, oh, there, there should point. be fastest skater. Why, why haven't they done fastest? I've skater never with even the thought puck? of that. <laughs> I want to see fastest skater, fastest skater with a puck, and then goal line to goal line might be too dangerous. But I want to see blue line to blue line. Oh, like like first three steps basically. One, two, three. Yeah, the I, blue lines are too short. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it might Especially be Especially with well, NHL players, it's like one stride and yeah. they're to the next line. The that, problem is yeah. how bad do you want guys going from goal line all the way to the other goal line and they basically have no choice but to smash into the ball. No, no, you'd put up some sort of like it's crash pad, you know? I don't know. See? You or you wouldn't Jesse, to, crash pad. You wouldn't be able to do it on a rink. If you want a 40-yard dash <laughs> on skates, you got to do it in some other venue. See, but Whatever that event is, yeah. I think Mikheyev might win it. <laughs> See, so I think <laughs> I heard you say this nonsense, and I and <laughs> I'm gonna chop this this take up to Leaf fans overrate Mikheyev's speed. Oh yeah, because one time well, in a race to a puck, he outskated McDavid. Who's faster? And they've uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's <laughs> faster? You ah. can't say he's not the fastest. Jesse, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Well, stuck there. Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I think he's the fastest. <laughs> I think he is because it says he is. Uh, I, I just I just don't know if anyone outside of Leafs fans believe that Mikheyev is as fast as Leafs fans believe he is. He's, I think he's top 10. Can I run down the list of uh, the NHL 22 speed rating for this oh, year? Oh, I, I love it. I got it, so I thought it'd be interesting. Okay. Okay, so number one is McDavid at a 96. Jeez. McKinnon has a 94. He's He can friggin' wheel. Barzal has a 94. Taylor Hall has a 93. Mc, McDavid is two points faster than the second fastest? Yeah. That seems unfair. It's okay. so unfair. Uh, Taylor Hall has a 93. Lar- These are all guys at 93. Okay. He's very Paul fast. Larkin, Kapanen, Makar, Hughes, Goudreau, Kuznetsov. All have 93s. Okay. I mean, In all those order. guys are fast. Yeah. They're all fast. But, like, I don't know, man. It's a video game. <laughs> and with the puck. They have to rate them based on real do, life. With, they used with to the do... puck, McDavid, uh, McDavid sorry, McKayev has no shot. <laughs> no shot whatsoever. Okay, thank you. Yes. Thank oh, you. oh, no shot. Sorry, this all I feel has like to I be won. without the puck. Okay. No, I, I think there should be three events. There should, there should be regular fastest skater, mm-hmm. fastest skater with a puck, and then, I don't know, goal line to goal line or blue line to blue line. Just I'm just saying. Anyway. And how many of those is McKay winning? One of them. He's yeah. certainly not. Which I think is what I said. Fastest skater with the puck who has to shoot. <laughs> He's not. He's not. I thought it was very funny when he scored the five nothing goal and oh. celebrated like it was the playoffs. <laughs> well, you know what? To be honest with you, he needs he he needed it. And I, it was I a give, power play goal. I, I give him a hard time, but like his hands are are always busted. Yeah. No. Well, and and that and that's that's the thing, right? Yeah. Remember that that skate cut that he had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we don't know what that has done to his leg, but what I can tell you is that his hands have been a little stone cold since. 
Oh yeah. So it it became mental. You think so? Oh yeah. And that happens. It's hockey. Of course. But yeah. now he's got two, and everyone, watch out. Matt Matthews is doing doing one of these <laughs> in the rearview mirror yeah. <laughs> because the Russian rocket 2.0 is gonna rocket up the Maurice Rocket Richard standings. That's very funny. He's he's got. At what twenty one to go to tie him? He's got him. He's it's got, got him right it's where gonna he happen. Wants him. It's gonna happen. Good guys. on Keith for sending out the second power play unit to start that power play. Hundred percent. He, he was like, "Okay, this game's over. Let's have some fun. Let's get the guys going." And it worked. He got McKay a goal. So good on Keith for doing that. He so it was difficult to see because uh, his mask was sort of on and off, and and the <laughs> that camera thing was that there. Coaches do where it's like, There's, "Okay, I need, I need a doc. Let me what's take the off my point? mask." Anyway, that's not, sorry, that's not <laughs> sorry. what I was trying to get into. I could have swore, because that was with, like, I think six minutes to go mm -hmm. in the game, something like that. I could have swore Keith was like, he's not coming off. He almost got him a hat trick. He wanted to get, uh, what do they call him? Cobra. He wanted to get Cobra the hat trick real bad. <laughs> what do they call him? Cobra. They call him. Do they? Yeah. Or wait, what, what is it? What are, you, what are you doing? Santino Morella from WWE, who's now on a kid oh show God. in Canada. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, he is. Is that true? Yeah. He's a like a mailman or train conductor or something on Miss Persona. What's Miss Persona? Let's play. Oh, uh, is, is that a Leo find? Oh, yeah. Oh, Leo, That's uh, that was his first girlfriend. Really? Yeah. Love, gonna, <laughs> love Miss Persona. I am going to have you got, to. You don't know Miss Persona? I don't know Miss Persona. I know Miss Persona because you told me about this story. Oh, dude. Uh, so he loves Miss Persona, but like it's this kid show that I th think is produced in Canada, or she's Canadian at very least. I want to say she's from BC, but it's one like Emmys. Jay Onright was on it. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. Santino Morella is a regular character. Um, one of the dudes who was the host of YTV. It was like too late for us. Remember we had Phil. Yeah. This guy's not Phil. I forget his name. Okay. I don't know. Anyway. Canadian content, Adam. Support it. Okay. I, What's I the guess matter I need with to. you? Sorry. What's wrong with you? Um, can we talk about how the Canucks are three points out of the playoffs right now? Okay. Which episode did I say it on? Which? Uh, it was on one of the holiday episodes. We had to do bold predictions for 2022. I said the Canucks are making the playoffs. So every, I there's one person who just keeps tweeting me like, Oh, you stopped talking about the Canucks. Now that they're good. No, I think we stopped recording episodes. <laughs> was the and issue. they stopped playing games. Yeah, man. They won like three or four straight. And we were like, hey, that's cool. That's good. Bruce, there it is. We did talk about it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we haven't recorded for like two and a half weeks. I, I do love that uh, occasionally we get messages from people. And this is, this is rare, but it's like, uh, you didn't talk about my team. Yeah. And they're on it and they've won five straight. It's like there's 32 teams yeah, in the man, NHL. We'll, we'll get to it. We're not hiding from your team. We're not embarrassed. It's just it it didn't look good for the Canucks for a while there. And now, now, and it now looks they're better. Eight oh and one in nine games under Bruce Boudreaux. They have not lost in regulation. I feel bad for Travis Green. Yeah, but like, I don't know. But it's the coach's I, it's gig. Cl it's clear that a bunch of guys quit on him. Yes, but like that's, is that's, that not coaching? No, but that sucks. As as just a, a guy whose job is to motivate players, yeah. and the the whole locker room just quits on you and doesn't play up to their ability. And as soon as you're gone, they snap out of it and they can play again. I think like, that sucks. It's an ego deflator because there were probably moments in his playing career where he was like, "Ah, oh, you know, you pissed at the coach," and he's he's like, "Here's how I would have done it differently." 
and <laughs> it didn't go very well yeah. at all. Like, for as much as we criticized Jim Benning, the entire time we acknowledged, listen, I don't know how good this Canucks team is, but they're underperforming. And they're having the biggest regression to yeah. the mean that any team has had this season. Uh, I'd also say this. I, I, have you guys seen Ted Lasso? Yeah, of course. Okay, so see, okay, season two. I'm not wrecking anything. They say uh, to, they say about one of like the strikers. They're like, "Hey, like you need to go back to being a prick." And the and the one of the players yeah. looks at the coach and goes, "Like you've turned him into a nice guy, and we need him to be a prick sometimes, not all the time, yeah. but sometimes." And we, I think that the, the was it the Brock Besser quote where it's like Bruce just told me to shoot. It, yeah. <laughs> and now all of a sudden the Canucks are scoring goals. Thatcher Demko was good. It makes Ted Lasso seem realistic. This guy who knows nothing about uh, footy is just like, yeah, I'm going to manage all these personalities and make them good at the sport I don't understand. And I think I think what it is, too, when you get to the NHL level is it's less about, like, you know, I, I, for the younger players, sure, you learn. You learn a lot. Of course. But a team like the Canucks, they know how to play hockey. Yeah. So And they've been getting goaltending the whole time. The whole time. So I wonder, I don't feel bad for Travis Green. I think legitimately... Travis, Tra no, no. I, Adam I, Wild says. Fuck I him. think Travis Green probably asked different things than Bruce Boudreaux was asking, and the things that Travis Green was asking were not conducive to them winning. But he believed in his principles. And here's the thing with hockey players too, or hockey people, is that even when their system isn't working, they'll drive it off a cliff before they'll change anything. Right. Because they believe in the results. It was like what um, when the when the Devil Rays were in the were in the World Series, they were winning, and at eighty pitches, oh. they took their their <laughs> best best pitcher out and and lost. Yeah. And Kyle Dubas was asked about, it and he's like, "Well, you got to commit to the if you committed to this far, you got to commit the whole way." No, Kyle, you win, you win, Kyle. That's him being nice. That's him. Be if you were to get him alone, and Kyle, what do you think of this? Oh, it's fucking stupid. Like, why why did they do that? not smart it wasn't smart oh analytics have gone too far and most analytics people i think are sitting there going dude we didn't tell them to freaking do that managers right and coaches love committing something to the point where they can just show that they're right and they'll oh. just to hammer it yeah. away until i'm right well, until the, what i want to happen happens with my system and it's a sports thing right oh yeah these coaches they'll go out they'll go out there and they'll be like this is my system and i'm gonna fucking put you in. it was like torts when he took over in vancouver like, well, okay, we're going we're gonna to make the Sedins block shots and throw elbows and, and punch people. No. Well, no. No. So I think in Bruce Boudreaux's case, he probably looked at the team and said, hey, there's a bunch of guys who can score here. Why isn't anybody scoring? Ah, oh, the game tape shows that they're passing the puck too much. Why don't you simply shoot? Well, and the players look miserable, and Travis Green looks even more miserable. And then you get Bruce Boudreaux, who could just go, hey. And you're like, ha, love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just... I would love to talk to him. I would love to have him on as a guest. He seems he like seems a fun like, guy. He seems like such a fun guy. And, yeah. you know, he does have, you know, there's the games have in reputation and everything. But regular season and off the ice, he just seems like a genuine beardless Santa Claus. <laughs> he does. And he was badass enough to bench Alex Ovechkin in overtime. Once. And it worked. No, it was uh, to force overtime. Oh, to force overtime. And they, it worked. Caps had an extra attacker out there. Ovechkin wasn't one of them. Wasn't one of the six. He called him a fat fuck, as I recall. 
you can watch the clip and uh and uh no no um ovechkin to boudreau not boudreau to yeah i figured that yeah okay sorry you were giving me a look and then they scored (laughs) and forced overtime i do think that's an aggressive the thing is i think boudreau boudreau was gone like a week later anyway wasn't he uh he didn't last much longer so maybe it's not the best example but it worked it did work that one time oh yeah alex yeah you, you don't like this guy here's dale hunter so jesse What's up? Since Steve already said it, are you ready to say that the Canucks are going to make the playoffs? Are they going to make the playoffs? Oof. I don't know. I'd have to look. The, let me pull up the standing. The Pacific. Because just... I'll say this. The teams that they have to leapfrog are not extremely strong. Mm-hmm. But I'm not ready to say they're going to make it. I'm also not ready to say that they won't make it. I think they're going to be in the mix. But I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not sold just yet. It sucks they're still seventh. Yeah, I didn't realize they were so far down in the standings despite everything they've done to climb back into it. Points back, they're not far back at all. Right. Uh, teams back, they are miles and miles buried in shit. Yeah, I don't think it happens. I think their attempt falls a little short just because of everybody above them and the hole that they dug early on. I think it's like a... It's a valiant effort by the end of it, but I think they fall a little short. How about the Oilers hanging on by a thread? Oh, they've been awful. What happened, man? Yeah. They shouldn't be this bad. They have two regulation wins in the last 10. Can Not I also good. say this? It's so hard to judge teams because I cannot keep track of who's missing hmm. on every team because I know the Oilers are basically the Oilers except the worst version of themselves because Mike Smith, I think, is hurt. And their defense is a mess. I can tell you if you're looking to see who's missing for the Oilers and you say Mike Smith at any point in the season, you're likely to be correct because he hasn't been able to stay healthy because they put their entire trust on a 39-year-old goaltender. Uh-huh. And then Mike uh, Miko Koskinen has had to fill in, and he's been very subpar. What is CJ, Chris Johnston, trying to speak into the universe? Every, uh, Carey every Price CJ to show. Edmonton. No. no. <laughs> Close. He joked about that today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did he? He yeah. joked about it. Yeah. Yeah. But I it's can't not, wait it's to not listen to that show. No. <laughs> Mark Andre Fleur. Yes. That is a thing that has been rumored. That would be fun. Well, that would be fun. I mean, like, listen, the Oilers are already very likable. Mm-hmm. But with Mark Andre Fleury, they're basically a Disney movie. So, well, it's, yes, absolutely. But it's going to cost a ransom. And are you going to pay a ransom if you're the second wild card? The Oilers have to prove they're worth it. Mm-hmm. And as of late, they have not. The rumor. There's that, a lot of I, here's, time. I no, want to no, say this. Ahead. I want to say this. And Jesse, hang on to that rumor for just go a second. Ahead. Here's my problem with that. Last year, they did earn it, and they still didn't make a move. Yep. So, yep. You know, uh, to me, yep. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are, are the only it. people I'm asking have they earned it? The rest of you are irrelevant. The rest of you, take or leave. Have Connor and Leon deserved it? Uh, yes. Then throw fucking picks and money at whatever it is you need to do. By the way, they could have had Marc-Andre Fleury for free this summer. Oh but now God. they're going to have to pay like a first-round pick for him. Isn't that wild? Yeah. It's, I mean, I mean well, maybe it's not a first-round pick. They, but you know what they couldn't have afforded him. That was the thing. The reason he was oh. available for free is no one could afford wow. him. Wow. And they simply signed a 39-year-old to a two-year contract. Don't forget, Mike Smith signed through next year as well. I just, I just. Is he? No, yes. I think this is year two. Is it? I, th- uh, I, I sure hope know. so. Man, everything is so weird now because of, uh, so let me see. Captain. There's too much information. Well, yeah. And it's like. <laughs> he, Adam is correct. He is signed through next year. Yeah, he is. No. Next, yes. Yeah. You're 
Yeah, Mike Smith is. I uh, I said this summer, I'm like, that is a bad deal, and you guys were like, well, it's fine. I'm like, that's a bad deal. It's bad. No. Yes. I even tweeted it was a bad deal. People are like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm like, well, it's Twitter, bro. <laughs> bro, it's oh bad. God. So 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 if if you're Ken Holland, you cannot look at the Oilers about uh, you know based on whether or not the team has earned it. Have Connor and Leon? Do they deserve it? If they deserve it, then you do it. The time for waiting for the rest of the Oilers to catch up with those two is over. They're not going to. They're fine. They're placeholders, though. You can be switched out. Connor and Leon cannot. They're probably one and two in the league in terms of player performance this year. I don't understand how it could be any other question other than how do we get a new goaltender? I don't know what the price was for Darcy Kemper, but they should have paid it. Uh, Jesse, you had a rumor. You said you were going to bring that up. Yeah, this is, it's a level above rumor break and a level, uh, I think another notch above a sim one. Whoa, smart insider man. (laughs) But the, uh, the Twitter people are throwing Mike Babcock's name into the ring for the Oilers job. Is there a there there? Does that work? Do you guys think it's a thing that should happen? I mean, you're replacing Dave Tippett with Mike Babcock. It's hockey dude with hockey dude. I listen. Deck chairs to I, me. I don't have any doubt that he could adequately coach a hockey team. I don't think he forgot how to do that. All right. Um. The, the issue with Babcock uh, was other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's worth mentioning. And if Ken Holland, eat. Listen, I said this a while ago. I'm pretty sure. I'll say it again. He's getting back in. If he wants back in, he can get back in. Right. And Holland is a big Hockey Canada guy. Mm-hmm. That's Babs. That's bad. I don't know if there's a there there. Like, I don't know. Is Tippett really the problem? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I I mean. But it's it's a copycat league. How can you not look at your division rival? The and, Canucks. And the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. And go, yeah, they, they replace their coach with a happy-go-lucky guy. So I'm going to go get Mike <laughs> Or just the precedent in the NHL of teams firing their head coach in around January and then those teams going on runs. And improving. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think he's getting back if he wants it. Uh, CJ on, I think, uh, one of the earlier uh, Chris Johnston shows says he might not. Like, he might just be content to retire to what he's currently doing. But if he wants back in, uh, he'll get it. And Ken Holland wouldn't surprise me because they have an established relationship. I think it could help them potentially in the short term. In the long term, is it the right idea? I think most people who listen to the show would say no. I don't see that as a good thing. Like I don't know what you're doing. You, you got to keep. To me, you got to keep Dave Tippett for the rest of the year. I, like has he had two seasons? Even their problem three seasons. I don't even know. Defense stinks, and they can't stop the puck. Right, and they've overcommitted a lot of money to some of that defense. Right, like we, we you knew. Did Dave Dippet give Cody Cece all that money? No. <laughs> and, and Tyson Berry. Keith, and Tyson Berry, who's who's objectively great on offense, but horrendous on defense. That's the thing; he hasn't even been that great on offense. I know, Tyson Berry holder in fantasy. <laughs> Oh. I have Evan Bouchard, and uh, outside of the first month of the season, he's been better. 
It's wow. not. It's not good, bro. Wow. <laughs> it's not good. Tippett, by the way, was hired in May of 2019. Who the hell even knows what is what anymore? I, I used to be able to remember seasons. I can't remember seasons anymore. No, it's broken. Yeah, it's it's all broken. Um, okay. So, uh, with that, uh, I I do want to mention this. Um, noted first liner, Evan Rodriguez got a hat trick last night. Man, Evan Rodriguez, who by the way lit up the Leafs seven one earlier this year, and was Toronto Maple Leafs property, but they tried to get him underneath as a restricted free agent, like underneath the amount of money that they would have had to pay him, which I believe was one point two five million. Because he wasn't good. And but they believed that he would be. He was like, oh, he was fine. And he was fine. And he said, no, I'll take a bet on myself. So he, re- uh, they didn't, they didn't tender him a qualifying offer. And he went back to Pittsburgh. He went back to Pittsburgh, and he's been tearing it up. So the trade. But I, I just want to say, I do, I want to give Dubas and company some credit, just to say that they thought that this guy was going to be pretty good. And lo and behold, this guy's pretty good. Yeah, but they were, they were willing to take the bet on him. Ah. Uh... I think he was a throw in to make the money work and they it was he was sort of a take it or leave it. He we if we 26 points him, in 31 games by the way. If they wanted him they would have got him. They didn't get him and they could have had McCann and Rodriguez or Rodriguez, yeah, this from season. The Penguins. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to say I was right about McCann, but I was right about McCann. Oh my god. Um Hey, Hall scored. (laughs) Doesn't mean I don't like Justin Hall. It just means I would have taken McCann. With gauze shoved up his nose. Um, Rodriguez and Russ both scored a hat trick last night. Uh, Pens beat the San Jose Sharks. Now, let's talk about World Juniors and the cancellation. Oh, yeah. Man, a lot has Um, happened since. A lot has happened. So, obviously, we'll get to the women's tournament information Um, in a second. Yep. But I would just like to talk about the World Juniors themselves for a moment. And, you know, you'll hear. Uh, some people say, and I saw an article that was like, well, it's not the double IHF's fault this happened. It's not the organizer's fault this happened. It's COVID's fault. And while that's true, how we handle ourselves, as I said to you in our last uh, episode before the break, we must learn to live with this. So for life to get, get, quote unquote, get back to normal, we're not going to eradicate COVID. So we must learn to live with this. And the smart thing I think to do in, the, in these situations is if you have a tournament, um, and it's a bunch of kids, which it is. Put them in a bubble for two weeks. Put them in a bubble for two weeks. That's that's all they would have had to do, and we would have been in this situation. If you think, and Sid Six Zero actually tweeted this, if you think that they canceled this tournament over a couple positive tests, you're out of your mind. No, they had an outbreak, and they weren't able to report it for whatever reason. But you know that they had an outbreak. They had to have had an outbreak, and it was big. And somebody was going to have to pull out. So they, quote unquote, postponed the whole thing. It'll be back in the summer, which I hope it is. Uh, it sure sounds like it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I, I That's just, July hockey I might tolerate. I just want to ask. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. I just want to ask. I, and again, I'm somebody that doesn't want... Uh, I, listen, I want to get back to normal life as, as quickly as possible too. But if you're one of your major moneymakers, and we'll talk about money in a second. One of your major moneymakers is this tournament. How are you not doing everything you can to make sure that those players can go on the ice? The argument is Omicron was not prevalent um, when the tournament was planned and it sort of snuck up on them. I'm sure you, you know what you can't do in a bubbled scenario, Adam? Mm-hmm. Have uh, your players stay at the same hotel as a wedding? 
Um, and that's apparently what caused it, eh? Well, so... That's, that's the I word? I don't know. I don't know. Because, well, okay. okay. Uh, your truth is not necessarily everyone else's. So a lot of... Uh, some of the players were from the European teams, supposedly, were very upset because they were following protocol. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean everyone was, right? Of course not. So everyone's blaming this wedding. I think Scott Wheeler did an interview with them. He was trying to. Um, Why? I saw that something was published in The Athletic this morning. I haven't had a chance to read it. Everything like Yo, this. Yo, I, I flat out respect Scott for that. I would want to know. I want to know. Oh, I yeah, read no. that. He put it out there on Twitter. He's like, DM me. I'm serious. I want to. Yeah, I want to know. I want to talk to you. Because a lot of people are throwing shit at these guys. Well, imagine. Like, it's supposed to be this magical day. And the whole hockey world is like, fuck you. Yeah. You ruined the world, juniors. Piece of shit. Um, as though, as though it's anybody's fault that that's the other thing we need to do is we need to stop, uh, treating people with COVID like they're lepers. Like it's, it's, it's a disease. It passes along. And this variant is particular variant is particularly strong at that. I doubt the bride and groom were going, (laughs) (laughs) people are forgetting where the world was at in November and how everybody was kind of getting back to normal. And that's when this tournament was planned. And they didn't suspect that there would be this variant. <sighs> but you, but you, it still existed. So at the time, it was a very fluid situation. It didn't exist when they were initially playing the tournament but at COVID all. COVID existed. And, and the, uh, some, there was pushback from some... This is from CJ on the Chris Johnson show. There's pushback from some of the nations when a bubble was even proposed. And then as the variant developed throughout December, they put in more restrictions. And they were like, okay, I guess we'll do these ones. So... Who knows what the tournament would have been at right. what whatever point, like if, if everything kind of stayed pat as it was in November through December. And then who knows if you could even get a bubble going is if these other nations would agree to that. So I don't I don't have any blame for this. It's I, the I, way I, the world. I, I do. I do. I think I disagree with that. And the reason I say that is this. COVID still existed. They could it could have still had COVID. And so and, and with the uh, I think it was two. Wasn't there two goalies that. One tested positive and the other was his roommate. So uh, that, that was a problem. USA, yeah. And then the, here's the other thing. So, so forget, take Omicron out of it, okay? Sure. COVID still can happen and you could still have a mass outbreak on a team. If you haven't put people in a bubble, then that could have all still happened. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. They, like people, yeah, are but- like, people are using the transmissibility of Omicron as a way to get the IIHF out from the responsibility of the fact that they... Yes, I understand we were getting back to normal. But you got to remember that they get two weeks to do this tournament. That's it. And it's in a different country. And we're all coming in under different rules from different jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. And if one of those players gets COVID and five of them are in protocol, they still have to pull a team out. This is the problem. All the points you just made are totally valid. Uh, The issue is if the tournament was this delicate, they should have... You know, there was pushback against the bubble. Okay, don't come. Don't come. Your team doesn't get to play in this year's tournament. Like, we need to have a bubble. You know what I mean? If X amount of players getting it is going to kibosh the entire thing, there's no other option. We have to. Right? Sure. I don't know. That's, and simply, that's the way I And here's I the think, thing. If you haven't got a problem with it, simply don't come. Yeah. I think a reality where you guys are like, just tell the Russian team they can't come. Like that's that sounds like something that would never happen in real life. No, of but course. it's something you can say on a podcast. But yeah. No, that's fair. But I don't okay. know if that is fair. It's it's no no, it is easy to <laughs> simply say it. But okay, listen. 
Igor. You know, someone on your team gets it, they can't play. And this guy gets it, they can't play. And then none of you can play. We have to do a bubble. That's, it is what it is, man. Like, I just, I don't know whose fault it is yeah, necessarily. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's blame. Yeah, to be like, it's, out. it's hard for me to, to point at someone in particular, but what is very obvious to me as an outside viewer is the tournament was too delicate to not have in a bubble. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all the Russians' fault. <laughs> no, no, it's all those people getting married like dicks. Yeah, <laughs> it's very. I'm sorry, it's very funny. The Russians got kicked off the plane. What, so why did they get kicked off the plane? I don't. It was something about like vaping. Yeah, smoking cigars. Somebody it, said as well. And the, the and Czech were, team was also kicked off the plane. Yeah, they were wearing masks Czech, and they were Czech, yelling Czech, Czech, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, um, but like that's isn't that like the second or third consecutive year they've been kicked <laughs> off the plane? Jeez. Wait, now you know what's important is your brand. Okay, so let's talk you about this. Stick to it. The under eighteen women's tournament. See, this is a clear situation where there's directly someone to blame. Yes, and they're all. I'm just saying it's the same group. <laughs> it's the same group of idiots that organized the tournament without a bubble. I'm just saying. Now, double IHF canceled. The U18 Women's World. Why? Well, here's what Luke Tardif had to say. After multiple days of online outrage. Oh, man. I mean, li literally, it was like a week before they were like, I guess we got to say something. So here's what they said. This is not a gender issue. This is a COVID-19 issue. Already a bad statement. I would, <laughs> I would ask in turn how it is fair to postpone all the time, all the time, the top divisions and always simply cancel the lower divisions. These cancellations. No, that sentence is nonsense. Right? I know that was a that's a bizarre okay. way to word that. I thought I was. Like, I would I might ask be very in turn: of... How is it fair to postpone all the time, the top divisions, and always to simply cancel the lower divisions? Uh, to me, that's like a French to English translation on Google. Yeah, I don't know. Um, these cancellations have affected six tournaments, not just one, including the men's U twenty events uh, that critics seem to conveniently forget. In a normal season, we're not canceling anything. The IIHF is not in the business of canceling tournaments. We're here to play tournaments. But we are battling circumstances that are out of our control. And to be perfectly honest, uh, uh, we have to think of the future too. Is there an economic incentive to host the men's world championship and world juniors every year no matter what? Absolutely. But people misunderstand that this is because we favor men's hockey over women's, which is completely false. The revenue generated from the two events enables our federation to survive and support the operation of all other IIHF World Champions Championship events. So if I have to make every effort to host a specific tournament to ensure the survival of other events, then it is my responsibility as the IIHF president to do this. The IIHF has run a women's hockey program since 1990 and was instrumental in the integration of women's hockey into the Olympic program in 1992. Our women's championship program has grown to encompass 12 women's senior and U18 tournaments to include the participation of 44 of our 82 member nation associations. Our commitment to women's hockey is longstanding, legitimate, and substantial. And uh, I and the new IIHF Council believe in women's hockey, are committed to investing in women's hockey now and into the future, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we look forward to returning championship program. So here's the problem. Already off the top, it's not a gender issue; it's a COVID nineteen issue. Mm -hmm. It's just it's it's confrontational right off the top. You know what I mean? Well, it's also the same fucking reason that the tournament that 
supposedly keeps the AAHF floating was canceled. So they, are you taking are you taking it seriously or are you not taking it seriously? They don't have what here's what they're not understanding the IIHF. They don't have women's hockey's trust. They don't. Oh, we've invested in and then people go dude, the doorbell cam. Fuck off. Yeah, so talk about the doorbell doorbell cam. So the 2019 uh women's under 18s, which I think was the last one they were mm -hmm. able to have, they had the infamous doorbell cam. The doorbell cam is what it sounds like. Uh, the camera, it's just basically the camera from a doorbell uh, at center ice, I guess where the broadcast camera would usually be. And that's how you had to watch the game. So imagine the women's under 18 tournament is happening outside your front door and watching through the peephole. That is essentially what the broadcast angle was for that. And... The, you know, naturally as a man, I was like, how can I make this about me? So instantly I was like, okay, we just started a business this year, uh, like a media business. How much would it have cost to have something less shit? <laughs> and for a major sponsor, it's a rounding error. Mm -hmm. It's a Jesus. Like you could have started a Twitter campaign and said, we need, this donated, this donated, this donated. Like, not even given to us. We'll give it back. You know what I mean? And, like, it's just... Oh, yeah, no, we're fully committed to women's hockey. No. This is your reputation with women's hockey. This is what women's hockey fans have been taught to expect from the double IHF. So you can't say, we've done this, we've done that, we've done that. When you don't bring that up. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. They have not earned their trust because they don't deserve it. So all of their bluster about uh, their investment in the sport. How many how many world junior tickets paid for the doorbell cam there, Luke? You know, oh, we got it. We got to have the world junior tournament mm -hmm. to pay for all these other tournaments. I'm sorry. That's uh, that's someone setting up their phone at center ice and being like, we have a broadcast. All right. It's just, it's it, just I, it, not legitimate. I think, is it, is it a GoPro? Like, it seems like it's one of those fisheye lenses you see on YouTube. It's, oh, it's terrible. It's, yeah, no, it's definitely fisheye. I don't know exactly what camera is. I'm not saying they recorded it with, like, ring or But, you or know, something. okay, I'm looking at the cameras in here. And the how system we have. How much are each of these? Uh, Jesse, how much are th these Nikons that we use? I don't know. Uh, 1600 bucks or something. Okay. Come on. And then the switching system was another 10000 so for twenty, you had to sell me on that. So for about yeah, I had to really sell Steve on that I, back I was in the like, day. I was like, I want a switcher, and you're like, it's ten thousand dollars, and I said, oh, I want it less. Yeah, I also had to sell Steve <laughs> on the photo shoot back in the day. Yes, but you it did. worked. You now did. we got to we got to update that though. They're like five years old. Um, the uh, she's, uh, she's since moved on to bigger and better things. Yeah, the thing is, the thing is, um. So, you know, you got to get the equipment, you got to staff people, but you could have actually had nobody in the stands. Like Jesse does the switching live on our show. And you could have just had one person switching three or four cameras for about 20, 25 grand if you include like hotel and paying the person. Yeah. And that's not even for one tournament though. That's like, okay, now you get to keep the equipment and use it for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hard. It's not hard. If you are actually looking for a solution, it's there. It's a hundred percent there. That's why, uh, you know, oh, we invested this, we invested that. That's your legacy. 
that stupid camera right there. That's your legacy. Yeah. Right. And I saw some reports too about how it's up to the federation that's hosting the tournament to also provide funds for it. And that's why a lot of the reasons it got canceled. Because I believe this year it was in uh, Finland, the U18s were supposed to be held. And then the Finland Federation didn't want to pay for all the protocols and stuff during COVID. But like, there were so many solutions that could have been found. And like afterwards, when every when it just blew up and everyone was like, this is so ridiculous. The USA and Canadian federations were like, yeah, we would we'll we would do it. We'll do it for this. We'll, we'll do, do this. So why didn't they explore these options beforehand? It's we, so oh, it's, they didn't. They didn't is the answer. The most damning one. And it sort of got buried in the fact that, you know, the tournament had just been canceled. Uh, the World Juniors. Uh, Berkshire goes, oh, oh, yeah, because they said we want to do the World Juniors in the summer. And Berkshire goes, oh, now you can postpone tournament. Right. And I'm like, ooh, a lot of people don't want to hear that today there, Andrew, but you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Well, people don't care. People don't, well, fucking, no one invests. <laughs> it was supposed to be in uh, Sweden, not Finland. My mistake. Well, so yeah, the dicks. Swedish Federation didn't want to step up, but like yeah. there were so many other Call options. Canada, call the United States. Right. Find somebody. Money is not an issue with hockey. There's money to out there and people willing to pay for hockey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. So the question then becomes, so we, we've established that it is a joke. Mm -hmm. What then? I don't know. What now? The IIHF treats women's hockey the way uh, people who get puppies for Christmas treat the dog. Like, it's, it, you know, it's late January and you're like, oh, fuck, I got to take care of it. Like, yeah, oh, I, I is, it, is it? it not enough that I brought it into the house? <laughs> no, man, you got to feed it. You got to take it, it on walks. You got to pick yeah. up its, you know? It's this is your dog now. <laughs> you got to take care of it. You got to nurture it. You got to love it. And there's been no evidence of the love. Mm. Yeah. Well, 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 hey, we were instrumental again, in getting again, into again, the I Olympics. Asked, All right, then well, what? What now? What What's next is you host the tournament. Yes. At, probably at the same time you do the men's one or whatever uh, solution they find. But it's just... There's it's, a PR win there. Yeah, it's not an excuse now to not host the tournament because it can be done because so many people want it done and they should do it. And now the World Juniors are being postponed anyway, so why wouldn't you yeah. do the U18? And it sucks because this U under, uh, under 18 tur women's tournament is probably going to be the most watched one. So out of all of this, the double IHF is probably going to win in terms of audience share and interest in this tournament, which sucks because I don't want them to win anything because they screwed this whole thing up. You know up. what? You know, uh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, but, but hockey, hockey fans are spiteful. Oh, I like where yeah, you're going. I'm going to spike great. watch this, it's, motherfucker. It's great for the women's game that now <laughs> yes. this tournament's going to have so many eyes yes. on it. Yes. But I can't help but be sour about the double IHF we'll, having eyes on their we're fucking gonna, product. We're going to fucking cover that in full, by the way. I'm, I want to billboard every fucking game on oh, the show. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, the other thing is, too, you're tweeting about this, and this might sound ridiculous to you, but it's actually not that far out of the purview. We would broadcast the games on our channel. Yeah. We would, we would gladly take the feed, and we'd do it for free. That's why I love If you the... want a place to, like, centralize people, we have, uh, I think it's, it's 64,000 subscribers, and 30% of the people that watch our videos aren't even subscribed. By the way, please subscribe. Um, Please. And so, you know, it's cl we're closing in like on 100,000 people a week mm -hmm. who check out the YouTube page alone. I think that's enough to, to they can't even get 60,000 people to watch a TFC game. And we can do that on our channel. So we can show you that women's hockey works. We can show you that the U18 tournament, would, we, have the, the, we have the most intense group of hockey fans yeah. 
We're not just there. talking shit. Like, no, we, no, we, we mean can do this. this. <laughs> Double IHF, this. call us. We're in. We'll do this. I mean, yeah, call us. Ignore the, you know, the dog thing. <laughs> well, no, this is, don't ignore the dog thing. Learn from the dog thing and give us a shout. Oh, I genuinely mean it, but I also want to help. Yeah, so, absolutely. Like, sorry about that, but also, you know, you deserve it. Now, uh, uh, I want to get to the most serious issue over the holidays, okay? This is the one that really rankled me the most. Oh, boy. You ready? I thought you were going to joke, and I know no, you're not. Jesse Blake is general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, never mind. You are joking. Yes. <laughs> he is joking. Jesse Blake, <laughs> general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Can I run you through the forward group that this man has put together? If you're going off of what uh, I tweeted out, it's different now. It's different now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is but, this was the group you had. Yeah. Lucas Raymond, Austin Matthews, William Nylander. That's a good first line. Connor Brown. Alex Turcott, Nick Suzuki. What's his overall? Connor Brown. 84. Yeah. Don't disrespect him in the game. Trevor Moore. I think you did that for Mike Stevens and Mike Stevens alone. Uh, Nolan Patrick and uh, Yessi Pugliarvi. And then Vlad Nemesnikov, Quinton Byfield, and is that D. Brown? Who's, who's Dustin. D Dustin. Yeah. Dustin Brown, who's on the worst contract in human history. Not anymore. <laughs> now you got Riley, Dumba, Sandine, Bouchard, Romanoff, Lilligren. Jesse Blake. Yeah. You traded Mitch Marner. Yeah. Oh. You traded Mitch Marner. The moment is so good. <laughs> How haven't you tweeted the moment? It's so I good. I got to clip it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so tell me, explain the rationale. It should go on TikTok. About how you... So Jesse's trying to win a cup and he traded away Mitch Marner? So the Mitch Marner trade happened because, one, I didn't think it'd go through. Two, because... It made so much sense when you see that lineup because we traded Mitch Marner for Turcotte and Byfield and a first-round pick from L.A. And those two guys, Turcotte and Byfield, are 87 overall Turcotte and 84 overall Byfield. And they each make less than a million dollars. Okay. So like two top five picks and a first? Right. <laughs> so, so we freed up essentially $9 million in cap space plus got... Uh, a first round pick and two guys who are going to play at the top of our lineup and are going to get better. And then now the nine million dollars because the trade happened towards the offseason. I forget it was at the draft or whatever um, that allowed us to sign Matt Dumba and Dustin Brown and Trevor Moore and Connor Brown. So essentially we got six guys for Mitch Marner and we built a whole other line plus our second uh, second best defenseman and uh, we moved Mitch Marner for all that. And then we got another first round pick. So. It made sense, but then we played through this season with this team, and it was the first time I had ever not made the playoffs. <laughs> because oh, no! it was the year from hell for the team. From the for the team, because uh, we had so many injuries. Well, here mm. you gotta you gotta you gotta back up. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do you want? Because what preceded the year from hell, the playoffs from hell. Oh, the um. The Bruins? What happened to you in the first round? <laughs> uh, we lost to the Boston Bruins. Oh, oh man. In that five sucks. games. Oh, that sucks. Who who won the uh, Stanley Cup? That year? Um, uh, I don't know. 
maybe it was uh, the Detroit Red Wings. Oh man, oh man, <laughs> who was who was their best uh, player? Oh, I bet it was Lucas Raymond. Oh wait, no, no he's on the no. Leafs now. So wait, who was it? <laughs> there, the Conn Smythe winner of that year that preceded all of this was John Tavares oh! on the Detroit Red Wings. Oh! Even in, even in Leaf, even in video games, the Leafs are cursed. <laughs> yeah, in the same year like, that we lost to Boston and got destroyed in five games, John Tavares, who we traded on the first day of this new series. Uh, he won the Conn Smythe Trophy with Detroit. It was terrible. There are people, it was one of the lowest moments ever of my entire life. Are, <laughs> I like that. That's one of the lowest in your life. I, I do find uh, I do find it funny, right? Because fans are fans, right? We're nuts. Uh, but what makes me laugh is um, Jesse, <laughs> people tweeting at Jesse going, I had to tap out. I can't watch this. It hurts me too much. A lot of people like, got are, real mad at me. Yeah, like really <laughs> mad. Really mad. Like, I can't I can't watch the Leafs without Mitch Marner. I'm going to die. <laughs> Marner uh, or Tavares. Mm. Yeah, so oh, we good. almost traded Willie because he wanted $9 million for his next contract. And we were like, that's too much. But the chat convinced me to offer him, like lowball him like 80%. And he took the deal. So oh, we, oh. we got him at 7.9. So he's still a Leaf. Uh, but yeah, we had a year from hell and we missed the playoffs for the first time ever. We finished like 15th. It was just, we we're just a middling team. It was awful. With a tandem of Gibson and Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a good tandem. Campbell's Dude. not as good in the game as he is in real life because they haven't updated that. But um, yeah, it's uh, we're going to retool and we're going to go for it again this, this coming season. Go for it. Yeah. I love it. Wow. Wow. It's been, it's been quite an adventure. This was probably the Friday stream that we did on uh, New Year's Eve was probably in terms of performance. It was definitely the worst performance we've, I've had on a stream, just simming games and just the team not doing anything. And it was the first time I ever got to sell at the trade deadline, which was cool. Oh, there you yeah. Go. So I got a What'd bunch you of, sell. Oh, my gosh. We sell. We sold uh, Brian Rust because we signed him just before the season. I think we sold on Trevor Moore. Uh, Dustin Brown, I think, was on a one year deal, too. Um we sold uh, Mario Ferraro, Ray Ferraro's son. Uh, we sold him as well. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> is it his nephew? They're related. 100%. It's not even spelled right. It's, it's not even spelled the same. 100% they're related. Because I've been saying it. It doesn't matter if it was correct or not. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway. It's been fun. I'm sorry. Nothing. What happened? Sorry, I shouldn't have, done, I shouldn't have looked at my phone. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, catch the streams uh, Wednesdays man. and Fridays on our Twitch channel or on YouTube. I post the full episodes afterwards. And what's coming up on uh, CJ and Julian today too? Because they're they have a new episode coming up. Uh, they have a long th uh, segment about fans in stands. They talk about that. Um, CJ, <laughs> CJ, <laughs> he takes some shots at Myrtle. Uh, in terms of good picking and tall. Piece of crap. <laughs> what do you do this time? Because uh, Julian asked him a question about picking wines. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he gets into uh, different. He gets, takes some shots at Merle through picking different wines, his favorite wines. And there's there's a, a fun little tidbit about the TSN hockey group chat. Oh. That CJ now got since September. He's been a part of it. He's a part of it. He, he got led into the group chat. And Bob McKenzie is still in it. And he dropped some. Be. He dropped some little uh, hints and what's going on in that group chat. It's a lot of it's That's cool to hear pretty the inside damn baseball. Cool. Yeah, love our CJ, don't we? Oh, adorable. Okay, and uh, also new agent provocateur out probably later tomorrow. We think or yeah. Wednesday. It's gonna be a little bit delayed this week, but 
There's a good reason. You record it yet? No. Mm-hmm. No, it's going to happen tomorrow. That's why it's going to be late, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, let's do the press conference. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. I also want to shout out Andrew Berkshire for still oh, doing the game yes. over. Oh, <laughs> Talk about With that. COVID. With, okay, he, not only did he do game over with COVID, but he is talking about the Montreal Canadiens who are literally dipping into their ECHL team right now. Cam Helis is he, he's he's a legit prospect for them. He's a he's a third round pick from 2018. He played his oh. first he played his first game as a Montreal Canadian. He played in the ECHL this year. Dude, no, it's friggin' not. <laughs> they are uh, they're struggling. It's amazing they're in any games at all. Nick Suzuki and his band of merry it's just minor been a leaguers. nightmare for them. A Dude. nightmare year. It couldn't. It couldn't be worse. And like, uh, I, I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to finish. Uh, are they in last? The Canadians? Yeah. No, it's pro- definitely the Coyotes. That's a no. I don't think it is. No. Last I checked, it was Ottawa. It's shocking that they're not. It. No, I'm definitely right. It's the Coyotes. Wow. The Coyotes have six wins. <laughs> six wins. Yeah, Montreal is seven. Uh, 15 points for the Coyotes, 18 for Montreal. The Coyotes have four games in hand, so they'll probably pass them. Oh, my yeah. God. There you go. That's wild. That's the bottom of the standings there. <laughs> it's just awful teams this year. <laughs> just. just. <laughs> There's some shit hockey teams playing the NHL this year. Dude. Dude. Anyways. I can hear um, my bosses crying like deep, bitter tears. <laughs> Montreal can't be this bad, man. No. Oh. So we're all looking for feel-good stories. Yes, we and, are. And I think we need to bring up the, the most felt-good story of the weekend, which was Nadia Popovici. I believe I'm saying that correct. I am I not? Popovich? Popo- no, I think it's... I think it's am, I, am I saying it correctly? I don't know. doesn't matter. Nadia, uh, she was behind the bench for a... Oh, no, Jesse's right. Yeah, see, Popovici. Um, she was behind <laughs> the bench for a Seattle Kraken... Vancouver Canucks game uh, a couple months back. It was the first Kraken Canucks game. And she she was uh, sitting behind the bench and assistant coach Brian Hamilton was right in front of her and she held up her phone. Equipment coach. Equipment coach. (laughs) Equipment manager, sorry. (laughs) Equipment manager. Matters. uh, Sure. It (laughs) was was standing right uh, in front of her, in front of the glass on the other side. And she held up her phone and she wrote on her notes on her iPhone. She said, the mole on the back of your neck is possibly cancerous. Please go see a doctor. Now, Brian saw that and he took it seriously. And he went to the training staff of the Canucks. And they said, yeah, you should definitely go get this checked out. He went to the doctor. They said uh, it was a, I don't know the medical term, but he had to get it removed. And it wasn't something that was impacting his life uh, right now. But if he had left it for like, a four or five year period, it could have been very severe. And uh, it, was, it was definitely cancerous. So he described the moment as that she didn't pull him from a burning fire, but there was a slow burning fire just at his feet that was gradually coming and she saved his life. But all this happened and he didn't know who the woman was. He didn't know that Nadia was at the other side of the glass and who, who she was. So over the weekend, the Canucks, they uh, made a Twitter post where they're searching for her 
and they they said social media can you please help us find this woman who saved one of our equipment managers lives essentially um at she was at the Kraken game in seattle and now that the vancouver canucks uh this was their first game since that incident happened they were trying to find her so that they could thank her for this and they did end up finding her um Nadia and Brian Hamilton. Brian Hamilton's the name. I don't even think I mentioned that. They met up. They had a hug. They had a nice conversation. You can see that on Vancouver Canucks Twitter. And she's only 22, 22 years old. She's in medical school. And the Canucks gave her $10,000 towards her medical wow. student. Wow. Love that. Yeah, love that. The Canucks so and her, Kraken partnered. Yes. The, yeah. the Canucks and Kraken, $10,000 for her school, for her tuition, so she can complete medical school. And yeah, shout out Nadia for saving Brian's life. Love that. It's, All because it's unbelievable. she saw a mole in the back of his neck at a hockey game. Who, like, it's not just the the fact that she was smart enough and knowledgeable enough to know that. It's, you know, to even say anything. Because what if, I don't know, an opposing fan says that to you, they're knocking on the glass, you probably turn around and go, shut up. Because right? yeah. you, might, you think might think they're kidding. Most of us in those situations wouldn't speak up, I don't think. Like, no. even if we had the knowledge, we'd probably be like, oh, that looks funny. And then not really say anything. Yeah, yeah or like maybe you know? I'll email the team. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just going to be like, hey, man, put it on your note and put it up to the glass. Yeah. That's, that's oh. uh, just the bravery in that alone. And yeah, saved his life potentially. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. I love that story. It's so good. Ah, it's so good. good. It's one of those stories that keeps getting better. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, let me pull up the questions here. Do you guys, do, can, you get, can you guys vamp for a little? I can, well, yeah, we can do the, that. Uh, vamp? <laughs> you know he's a GM now, so he's got different lingo. He talks talks like other GMs talk. I can see Pierre Dorian saying, "Hey, can, can you guys vamp?" And Jesse's know. clearly been on the phone with him. Okay, but yeah, it's yours us being vamp 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 it away. Yeah, you guys did a terrible job. I'm <laughs> <laughs> wow, was that shit? All right, so uh, did you guys catch the Winter Classic on Saturday? No, no. no. Wow. Okay. So no thoughts there. Uh oh, I loved the blues <laughs> coming out in their beachwear. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was cool. And then obviously the uh the um uh wearing toques and stuff on the ice, which yeah. I love. The 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 wild jerseys are the ugliest things I've ever seen. They're a piece of crap. All the highlights I saw, I was like, oh man, that's just they don't get better. People always say, like, wait till you see the jersey on the ice. I no. saw the jersey on the ice. It still sucks. The, I feel bad for Minnesota Wild fans who had to watch an ugly team play ugly. <laughs> they did. I, I also do find it strange, and a lot of people have pointed this out, 50,000 people in Minnesota, less than 1,000 in Toronto. Oh, dude, I saw less than 1,000. It was two. Oh, two. Yeah, it was like Dark Guy and the <laughs> uh, Curtis from Alberta. Yeah. 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 Just, um, <laughs> this is, we're having a great time. No, I, was, I, I did see highlights from it. And like I said, I watched uh, some of the Bruins Red Wings game and I caught a little bit of the Bills game. And obviously I saw Antonio Brown just quit. And I'm like, oh, my God, there are so many people. <laughs> it's like it, yeah. it feels like the Twilight Zone. It does. That, that Antonio uh, that Antonio Brown thing is bananas, by the way. He just took off his shit and left. Yeah. There's yeah. someone who needs help, though. Yeah. Like, you know? I mean, like the thing with Antonio Brown is like. You, you do get the sense that you're you're seeing somebody that there there's issues there mm -hmm. like real issues so and everybody it's so fucking weird because if you go i i used to love antonio brown loved him hey, you're still this guy um and because he used to be this fun happy go lucky guy and uh and then you look at the comments on his like twitter and instagram now 
And it's like, like there's a lot of people around him going, man, you just be you. Don't listen to the haters. It's like, bro, sometimes you need somebody around you who's like, don't be you. Be, fix, fix what you is right now is not working. Yeah, you need to be less of you. Yeah, like you need to go help. You need to get help. I, I just hope he's got the right people around him. It doesn't seem like he does. It's brutal. Brutal. Anyway, uh, next question, Jesse. This is from Mikael underscore H32 on our Discord. If you're not a member of our Discord, go to sdpn.ca and click the link there and join our Discord. After listening to the latest Agent Provocateur, I was wondering, are there podcasters Adam should fist fight? Yeah. So podcasters Adam So Bob McKenzie fight. got punched. Alan Walsh got punched. And you're like, well, it's a little bit kinder <laughs> in the podcast world because I haven't gotten into a fist fight in my adult life. I don't think there's anybody. Oh, yeah. I can think of one motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't I, be, wouldn't I have to be the one who got punched? Oh, sure, there's plenty of people who sure. punch me. This is where uh, no, so we'll embrace, you know. So we'll we'll get into a fight, but then we'll make up. Yeah, and we'll hug, and we'll I'll raise your hand. We'll both raise our hands above our head, and then I'll super kick you through the glass, <laughs> like Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty. Just the betrayal, the betrayal. That's and that's what'll happen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, there are no podcasters that I personally would like to fight. Um, I wish everybody the best on their podcast journey, to be honest. It's a tough world out there. Julian McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, we can't uh, do that. Julian's the best. He'd no. also probably kick my ass. Yeah, he's, yeah, uh, he's yeah. pretty in, in shape. Yeah. Steve, this is a question from Mark. They're requesting that you have your own geek segment where you can speak geek out on like a video game or anything you want to talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like a TV show you want to geek out on. If you were to start this segment, what would you kick it off with? Geek out. Um, I just, I don't know. I haven't had the opportunity to have a really in-depth conversation about Red Dead Redemption with anybody because no one gives a shit like I do. And it's very frustrating to me. Why don't you do a <laughs> fucking <laughs> stream, man? With, with what time? With I I saw you stream with Dangle Navy. What are you doing tonight? Yeah, for like five. What are you seconds. doing tonight? Is there a Leaf game tonight? I no. don't think so. What All right, are you doing? Fine, I'll fucking do it tonight. All right, go. <laughs> Actually, well, okay, I maybe should. Do you have the equipment? Promise. I don't think so. You have a PlayStation cam. Is mm, so do it from there? I still do. Do I? Let's take, take. We have one here. Take it home. Oh, okay. Can I do that? <laughs> All right. You, you and I will figure it out, and I will finally do it. No. And I will do 100%. No, this has nothing to do with me. No. <laughs> what does this have to do with me? Well, I don't know how to do it. I'll give you the login details, yeah. and you log in, you hit stream from your controller. Well, fine. I'll take a really long time in chapter two, because it's the funnest chapter, that in chapter three. Um, and I will get all the equipment. I'll talk to the trapper. It's, it's you know, it's a not about being fast it's about knowing the land and i'm gonna get the legends of the east um uh satchel and uh and we're gonna get 100 percent completion it's gonna be great none of those things mean anything to me and all i wanted you well, to i'm say, geeking out all i wanted you to say was oh, i'll do the stream i made listen sure, i made it stream. as far as saint denis <laughs> or saint oh did you yeah but then i didn't make it to the oh the don't, no you gotta watch with spoilers okay the game's like seven years old <laughs> no it's not it's uh three it's more than three years old. It came out in 2018. Yeah. Well, that's four years ago. Okay. okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Also, yeah, there's an island that's like Cuba. I never made it there because I, you know, got married, had a kid. Nah. And I know you did too. It's I don't Guarma. know how you did it. It's the second island east of Cuba. Oh, okay. Sorry. 
You idiot. You get there via boat? Fool. Uh, or plane? You get there via a few things there, Jesse. Oh. Okay. Mm. It's a secret. You mm. get there via boat and lack of plan. Mm. I like that. I'm out of questions. Okay. Well, listen, we'll wrap it for today. <laughs> CJ and Julian have their show coming out today as well, so make sure you check that out. Lots of interesting stuff. Uh, Agent Provocateur, new one in the next 24 to 48 hours, because honestly, this guest was booked last minute, and it's a good one. And we will be back Wednesday and Friday this week, because that's how we do. And by the way, happy 2022 to you. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, if it's frustrating, if it's not frustrating, if you're happy, if you're sad, we love you. We hope you're fantastic. Let's go get it this year, shall we? Yeah. Is that it? Oh. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.